The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Head to StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. to episode five of the TSW Roundtable. I am your moderator, Robert Cass, and I think we got a great show lined up for you this month. I am joined by a couple of hosts from around the Commonwealth we're going to introduce. I'm going to start with, well, let's start with the first one, um, our, my Canadian brethren, all the way, well, Montreal, close enough. Um, James from the Tumbling Saber, <laughs> welcome to the Roundtable. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I think we're going to have a good time. We've already been pre-chatting and warming up, and, and I've already laughed more than I assumed I would for the whole podcast, so we're oh, on a good start. Excellent. Good. <laughs> and and again, we're, we're recording like a Sunday afternoon, and for we got another Canadian I'm going to mention in a second here, but we got a, I mean, for Canadians to, in middle of hockey playoffs to be taken out or no out of their... left. What are you talking about? Hockey's over. Yeah, the Habs are out. Well, hey, oh, you hear my that's Devils got my Devils won the uh, the draft lottery last night. Yeah, that's there's a, something going on. That's another thing. Anyway, this is this is Star Wars. Sorry, sorry about the hockey chat. We're Canadian. We can't help it. And uh, my second esteemed co-host for this roundtable, uh, all the way from Indiana, I believe. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, from <laughs> from the Skyhoppers <laughs> podcast, Ben. I esteemed is kind of a strong word i think but i'm happy to be here nonetheless very excited to be taking time out of my sunday afternoon oh well thank you well we've already had ash on so it's like, exactly oh, i gotta catch up i gotta catch up i can't let her be the be the more prolific co-host as far yeah. as i know i do have a lot of catching up to do since she seems to be all over the place in star wars podcasting these days yes i've but noticed she's, she's, she's a hard act to follow that's for sure yeah <laughs> and also joining uh with us all the way from 40 minutes south of where i actually live <laughs> in ontario the uh the vip this evening jay you want to say hi to everybody jay hi everybody uh thanks for having me it's great to be here and my very first uh podcast appearance so i'm very excited oh we'll be gentle oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, man. Awesome. So Thank here we you. are, uh, Roundtable. Basically what we do, we get uh, VIPs from around the network. Um, and exactly what you just said, Jay, we, we try to give uh, our favorite listeners of Star Wars podcasts a chance to actually come on a podcast with hosts of their favorite podcasts or <laughs> top 10 podcasts. <laughs> what you've heard of. Excellent. So, um, and what, what we usually ask of our, uh, we put our VIPs on the spot and our listeners on the spot and ask them, Jay, do you have a question you want to pass around the round table? I, I certainly do. And um, it, it's one I've sent into other podcasts and I, I haven't really gotten a good answer for it yet. Um, for the, uh, for the prequel trilogy, the council basically knows that, that Anakin is, he's trouble. They know this in the Phantom Menace. Right. But yet they have they have Obi-Wan still after Qui-Gon's death. They have Obi-Wan still train him. I always wondered why they never at least started him off with Yoda or had a more experienced person be involved in that training. They seem to know this is going down uh, a not favorable road, but yet continue to uh, just let someone who's never trained a Padawan before train the chosen one. So I wondered what your thoughts were on that. OK, uh, I'll throw me- it off to James first. James, you want to? Yeah, good. I'm glad. 
<laughs> I'm going to be the uh, the least informed on most of these. I'm definitely the comic relief on my uh, my branch of the, uh, <laughs> the the Commonwealth shows. Um, but and correct me if I'm wrong, which somebody will, and I probably will be. But I think they the Padawans went through all of the Jedi Council or, or many of the Masters. It wasn't they they weren't just trained by their one on one uh, like relationship Jedi Padawan uh, Jedi relationship. I think they they were trained by all of them, including Yoda. Am I mistaken? Um, okay, well, Ben, uh, you uh, do you know what the path from youngling to Padawan the Jedi is? I know it decently well, I think. Um, I think for most Padawans, or most younglings, it generally starts at, you start in kind of, we see it in Attack of the Clones, there's like a kind of a classroom environment. Right. For children of a very young age, you know, I would say upward, like between five and ten or whatever. Um, and that's kind of backed up by the Kanan comic. Yep. Which is, you know, one of the new canon comics. And um, Kanan spends a lot of time, or Caleb, rather, spends a lot of time around, like, his peers his own age. And it seems like, at one point, uh, they're, like, chosen by a master. But okay. at the, But from my understanding is that it's still not completely exclusive. Because, and if you look at the Clone Wars, you have Ahsoka is just a Padawan. Um, but she's still very much kind of under the tutelage of Plo Koon, even though Anakin is like her assigned master. Okay. So I think it's I think it's there is kind of someone you're linked to. But I also think it's very much like it takes a village to raise a child, that right. type of thing. Whereas you can still go to others and branch out if that's. Yeah, if no, that's that makes complete sense. I always I always got um, that master uh, Yoda. He says he's trained all the Jedi. And what I always re- assumed, and especially from the prequel movies when you see him with all the younglings all the time, he was kind of like their grade school teacher, right? And then prepping them to eventually be paired off with a Jedi Master someday. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know. It, I never got a sense that it was a vetting pro- process. You know, I never. I pretty much assume once you're uh, taken on by the Jedi – you're in there for life. Like you're not like, oh, you didn't make it through youngling school. You didn't. You don't get to graduate to be a padawan. Like it's you can't grow a, a rat tail and braid it. You don't get to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I, I I assume they were they would go along like have classes and just like almost like a regular, like a part of me for saying like a Hogwarts type thing. <laughs> you know where they got different <laughs> teachers for different obviously yeah. you mean like for for their saber fighting and and this and that and force wielding and everything and then eventually they get paired off with a padawan maybe maybe anakin was because he was the ch- quote-unquote the chosen one and they knew it maybe he was just too old like he passed he was just old enough to be paired off with somebody i actually have I was wondering about that, too, because obviously Anakin's downfall is his attachment and the fact that he forms attachments to, you know, first his mother and then later to Padme. And I'm wondering if they almost didn't because they knew that Anakin would become attached to whoever they stuck him with. Right. You know, barring any kind of unforeseen major conflicts between the two of them. So I'm wondering if they didn't just think, okay, you know what? He's going to be attached to whoever we stick him with. We might as well stick him with someone that he knows already. And it'll help. You know what? Maybe they were, Maybe Yoda is even trying to further Obi-Wan's training by saying, look, this is something that's really difficult. And I want to. I almost want to see if you can do it. But that's kind of 
contradicted by the fact that in the at the end of the Phantom Menace, Yoda is very, very unhappy with the idea of Obi Wan training Anakin. Yes, and Obi- <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll throw it back to uh, Jay. You obviously have an opinion on this. Did you? Um, do you have a definitive answer, like in your head canon, of why this is, or is it just something that's always bugged you? I, I wouldn't say bug. I just this is the way I'm wired. I like to deconstruct everything like this in in Star Wars. Um, but it, it, I always found it fascinating that they went from the beginning where it was basically they told Qui Gon, "No, we're not going to train him." And Obi Wan says the line uh, along the lines of, "The Council can sense he's dangerous. Why can't you?" And then at the end, it's like the, uh, when Yoda's talking to Obi Wan, it's uh, the Council agrees with you. We'll train him. Um, there is one, um, thing that you could, uh, kind of say that overshadows everything. And that's the, uh, the power of the dark side, this, uh, this underbrewing current kind of, that kind of obscures all of their thought processes, it seems in certain, uh, instances right. that could have also played a part in this. Like, like this is somehow manifest destiny and this is the way it was always meant to go down and that that dark side clouding their judgment may also be a factor in that. Yeah. And that's, and again, that's like the Sith. You mean, even uh, Palpatine said, you mean, everybody who has power fears losing it, including the Jedi. And maybe the Jedi know they have what they believe to be is the chosen one. So they, like you said, it's almost like forced destiny where it's like, Oh, I, we have to train him. And maybe, um, with, uh, Obi-Wan training him because he was, uh, so by the book, Anybody else get that in the prequels? Like he was, he would always chastise Quagon for like, stop railing against the council. Like you'd be a yeah, totally. You'd be a council member by now, and they know that Obi Wan is straight lace. This is the way it's supposed to be done. Is the way it's going to be done. And knowing they're going to have issues with a with uh, a child that's joined the order way late in life compared to the other ones, maybe they thought, okay, this guy, he's not going to give him any slack. You know, he's going to be on him about everything. So. Because he's going to have less early training, maybe he's going to need more discipline. So that's maybe that's why they got Obi Wan with them. And so, uh, uh, James, do you think uh, any anything else on on why it is? You think maybe it's just the force of uh, that they're doing this for the story reasons, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem counter to, like, the no-attachment policy. Like, if you're going to assign him to a master, why assign him, you know, it, it's easier to form attachment with the guy you, you already know well. So, yeah. like, just start him from scratch then, if that's a, a big, important part of this. Right. It does seem counterintuitive, you know, from that perspective. So, you you got to chalk it up to... Um, and I, I guess part of it, too, as I watched it, I was sort of got the impression that, like, asking permission of the council was, like... Courtesy, sort of like, like asking the 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 girl that you want to marry's dad for permission. It right. doesn't really mean you, you can't marry her. I sort of I, I sort of always felt that it was sort of that way with with that as well. Like, doesn't mean Qui Gon wouldn't have done what he wanted anyways. Right. Or, you know what I mean? So, I think I think that might have weighed into the decision as well. Yeah, like the the council is just standing on ceremony. You know. Yeah, so. and and they realize that it's probably gonna you know. Like probably a lot of father-in-laws who, who might want to say no, they realize it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. So you just <laughs> yeah. sort of <laughs> you go along with it, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and also too, like with with the council, and you know, as much as they had their heads in their butts, and that's why the the dark side was able to 
reemerge and eventually take control of the galaxy and wipe out the Jedi, they they knew it wasn't a good idea to train this guy. Like, then it would have been, okay, roll credits, done, story over. <laughs> this is just a, you know what I mean? He'll, a short movie. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's just like there's that meme going around where um, it's Qui-Gon asking uh, – Young Annie, do you want to be a Jedi? And then he's like, no. And then end credits. Credits, yeah. <laughs> by George Lucas. <laughs> so um, I guess, okay, well, we got we got a few options here. Obviously, it's, well, plot dictates that Anakin has to be Obi-Wan because we've already known this because of the original trilogy. Um, it could be uh, dark side influence, like Jay was mentioning. Like just, okay, this is the way it's, I mean, it's, uh, this is, kind of Palpatine or the dark side of the force is willing it to happen in order for this outcome. So we can finally have uh, like, we can, they can have the Sith finally rule the galaxy again. And you know, it's, it's, that's kind of where we are. Like there's no real, I don't think there's any real concrete answer to it, but it's, uh, you know, that's what the round table is for. At least we have a few options now we can <laughs> think of, but that's awesome. Jay, I appreciate the, it's uh, questions like that are, you know, I mean, really stir the conversation and get everybody thinking it's like well or rethinking well maybe i was wrong maybe it was this or you know like everybody's uh just an example i was thinking of you know everybody's dealing with this uh, news of uh carrie fisher is she gonna be in nine is she not gonna be in nine we know she's gonna be in eight but maybe she'll be passed away or and then i even went as far as saying okay well we all knew padme passed away by unnatural causes just because she gave up or maybe losing so much, you know what I mean? Like, just like, oh, I just, oh, Anakin's dark, I'm dying. <laughs> May, maybe they can tie in Princess Leia's, or General Leia's death to the same thing. Maybe you're, um, you're a force, maybe not a total force user, but a force adjacent, and something happens in the force that's so disturbing that you, you know what I mean? That's it. Like, you're something, you gotta go. <laughs> You know, it's it's a weird. I know it sounds really weird, but it's just I. As far as Jay was you think, saying, you think then that uh, Obi Wan and Yoda would have like keeled over when uh, Alderaan yeah. exploded. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay to interject a little bit. I have a, I have a bit of a side or a bit a few yes. thoughts okay. about that. Um, I actually am very very unhappy with the way Padme was treated in the prequels. I think her death was just kind of ridiculous, to be right. entirely honest. And it, Revenge of the Sith to me is the best of the prequel trilogy. But that ending, I just never fully – I don't know. It just seems kind of ridiculous well, that George Lucas would just say that she's like – she just lost the will to live because exactly. she's been so – sorry, what you're going to say. No, no, but, the, but that's what I'm, that's my point. Maybe being force-adjacent or force-sensitive, maybe something in there or being close to an event very powerful in the force, whether it be Leia and Kylo or uh, Padme and having the twins and Anakin – Maybe they can almost retcon Padme's death. Oh, okay. With Leia's death, saying it's, but it wasn't just because, oh, plot. It's because they can answer it, kind of. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you're saying now. That makes more sense, and I'm happier. I'd be happier with that explanation. I think. Yeah, but that it would just, it that definitely. It seems like a novel. They took the, uh, James, they took the Artax arc. Remember Artax from. Uh, the never-ending story, the horse that just died of, like, it gave up the will yeah. to keep on trying. Yep. And broke every 12-year-old's heart yes. at the time. <laughs> oh. Well, that, like, that's, 
that's too sad of a story arc for any character. They shouldn't. Have, they should never have repeated it. So I, <laughs> exactly. I like your retcon as well. Well, that's what I mean, and and I think my retcon would be better served in a novel. You mean because you could actually weave in the tapestry, but then because you could take that horrible, oh oh Luke Leia. Ugh. I mean, I'm dead. And, oh, no, something physically happened to her. Like, you know what I mean? Not midichlorians. I'm not talking about, you know I mean? You got an IV pole with midichlorians dripping into her or something. Like, I'm, you know. <laughs> like, but, but you can make at least, <laughs> sorry, guys. You can at least make sense of her death being, oh, oh, wait a second. And have somebody say, oh, wait a second. Uh, Luke's, Luke and Leia's mother passed away of the same thing. It was something... Force adjacent. I don't. I don't know. I have no. I haven't quite hammered it out yet in my head. And Lucasfilm hasn't called me yet. <laughs> Again, and Kathleen Kennedy has placed a restraining order against. But that's neither here nor there. That's why I wasn't at the Jedi panel. I wasn't allowed to go, even though I was. I was two hundred feet away. Let's just say that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. We'll call the judge. <laughs> awesome. Okay, sorry for that side tangent, Jay. I didn't mean. I mean, you had an awesome question. It just, you know, like these. This, this is what the roundtable does. We spin round and round, and don't always end up where we're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if this was the Skyhoppers, I would be calling this episode like uh, fifty milligrams of IV metachlorians or yes. something. So, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I think it got named as well. And well, actually, any good podcast, yeah. like a good psychologist, does not want to cure or fix or answer anything. You want to just like give five or six new questions so that the people keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no there, there's no money in the cure. You know, that's I, correct. <laughs> no, no, there's not. <laughs> okay, so what we're gonna do now, uh, that was Jay again, thank you. That was awesome. But uh, we're gonna take a quick break. And I had a nice little ten or twelve minute chat with uh, our friend from Australia, Matt Keegan. Awesome guy, and uh, where I'm just we're gonna to the magic of editing, he's gonna plop into this round table, and he's got a question for us. And when we come back, we're gonna answer it. So uh, here's uh, my, me and uh, Matt Keegan sitting around for a little one-on-one round table. And here I am with the uh, magic of editing. I am one-on-one with Matt Keegan, all the way from Australia. Hello, everybody. Hey, this is this is great. This is uh, a Canada Australia connection. <laughs> Right, uh, this is good. So uh, this is this is kind of our solution to, to get Matt onto the roundtable because because of Matt, you and I right now we're fourteen hours apart. Like I'm just almost seven a.m. or seven p.m. in the evening, and yep. you're just starting your day, I guess. Yeah, nine a.m. here. That's yes. Right. So you're already on to Thursday. So you're <laughs> you're that much closer to the weekend, I guess. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. So, so here it is. We're going to place this right into the smack dab in the middle of uh, this month's roundtable. So the floor is yours. Is there, is there anything you wanted to, we'll save a question till the okay. end of our little chat, but is there anything you wanted to discuss about uh, anything at all? The, the, our VIPs, uh, the community, the Star Wars itself, a new movie trailer. Yeah. I, the, the community. I'm glad you brought that up because that's uh, honestly with the first thing I look at when I wake up in the morning. I grab my phone and it's straight to the Star Wars VIP group. Yeah, hey, I just love those guys. And I was saying to uh, to Mark the other day about how all my friends are idiots, but all my Star Wars friends are here on that in that group. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've come to think of them as um, 
brothers and sisters, I, I guess you could say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and believe me, when I started doing this roundtable, it was my sneaky way to be on a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got my regular weekly show, but that's, I mean, this is, it was, I heard the guys on Talk Star Wars having a, such a great time, and I'm like, oh, man, I... Man, I got to get in there somehow. <laughs> so here we are. Now we got the round table. And, yeah. And it's I, weird. I, I stum- I, sorry. No, go ahead. I just say I, I stumbled on Talk Star Wars, um, uh, what was it, nearly a year ago. And I was on my way to work trying to uh, think of a podcast I could download to listen to at work. Looking for a Star Wars one. Right. I found um, going through all these ones, and there's all these American ones, and I'm listening to them, and then some were good, some were bad. And then I hit Mark's Talk Star Wars, and straight away the English accent. I thought, oh, this is different because we're just in Australia, we're bombarded with uh, American stuff. I guess you guys are too. I, I, live, I live an hour away from Buffalo, New York, so believe yeah. me, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's like, not that I, I love Americans, but it's like sometimes it's like, um, I guess all all of our social media and all of our uh, our movies and television, everything else is so much com- content comes out of the states. It's hard to find little local yeah. niches. That's it, and the same for us. It's just cheaper for them to you know buy an American show than make their make their own. But yeah. Anyway, so I started listening to that show, and straight away I thought, oh, this this is this is great, and bought into the VIP group. Then there's a Facebook group, and uh, honestly, it's it's just a highlight of my week to be chatting with guys from Canada and England and Ireland and uh, the Netherlands, Scotland, you know, all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a really really good community. Well, it just shows. Uh, it just it shows you the fandom, and um, I was so I, I went down with Mark recently to celebration. And we were, and imagine this, like Mark and I had to spend five solid days together because we both went down stag and we were both like, okay, hey, we're just going to go down there. We're going to try to get as much stuff done for, for the Commonwealth and the star and the talk star Wars VIPs. And could you imagine meeting anybody else down there? Like that could have been a nightmare, but uh, except, yeah. except in this community, in our VIPs, like. Yeah, I'd I'd go to celebration with any everyone any one of you. It's like it's just yeah. you know. Yeah. I know. I'd love to one day. I, I really do want to meet up with everybody. You know, but it's you know logistically it's it's very hard. Oh well, yeah. But exactly. you know, one day, one day it'll happen. Yeah, it's it was uh, for me. It was it was unbelievably surreal. Like I got to I had craft beers with the Rogue Squadron guys. That was one of yep. those things that you, I guess you kind of have to do like when you're with those guys and, and they're everything you expect them to be like super nice guys and, and just to give me a good time to hang around with. Uh, the Skyhoppers, young and full of energy and I mean actually Ben is on this round table. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's like actually that. he's going to be listening to this after going, hey, wait a minute, that's that's me they're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, but they were awesome too to hang around. It's just everything you'd hope. For when you when you meet these people and and like you said the community's fantastic. Yeah. Um, also, you're uh, I, I, you're quite the artist. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that's drawn me to Star Wars is the visuals and yep. some of my earliest memories, earliest drawings. Of course, we're of Star Wars. Like all kids, just want to draw Star Wars. So. Well, I think I think we all start with the with the Tie Fighter. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you it's H and X, you've got a whole space battle going. Exactly, but yeah, I but you take you took it 
way further than I did. Like, I think I couldn't, I try, I remember as a kid trying to draw the Vader helmet and not, nope, that's not working. Can't make it work. Oh, well, <laughs> on to something else. Yeah, the, the Vader helmet, I've still yet to do one. I, that's on the list to get done. <laughs> Nathan was asking me about that the other day. As to, it's there, but I've, I've just got so much to do. Um, I do a lot of commission work too, which is hard with my job and the writing uh, to find time. And I've yes. got a backlog of you know requests of stuff to be drawn, not Star Wars stuff, just you know motorbikes and trains and portraits and stuff like that. But well, uh, also too now that because you've taken that now that you've oh you're an artist oh you're a Star Wars artist fan and then oh the, the deluge was. I mean, yeah. once that levy breaks, uh, it's it's one of those communities where it's like, oh, I oh, I love it so much, I want to get involved. And next thing you know, your you mean your 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 diary is just full. Like you're, oh my yeah. god, I I got no time for anything else but my family and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and even trying to find time for the family is is hard as well because it's my job. I shift worker, and I I don't start at the same time every day. Every day is a different hour, so right. it's of sleep and I'm away overnight on the train and you get home and you're trying to sleep all day and then yeah oh. and trying to find some spare time that's where the podcast come in because I listen to podcasts at, at work and I do a lot of writing right. at work yeah oh no I'm I'm all too familiar like I said my father was a railroader for 37 years and yep. we've you mean that's why we talk and using the military time because everything has to be proper and right, yeah. and, you know. <laughs> and right. and when the phone rings, when you're on the spare board, when you're on the spare list, it's like, oh, oh, oh. well, there goes today's plans. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. my wife knows military time now because you know that's when when are you going to be home? I said I'll be home at twenty three hundred. You know. There you go. So she understands that now. She has to. What? Well, yeah. A few times she's made the mistake. You know, are you going to be home at seven? I think are you talking seven a.m., seven p.m. You know, nineteen hundred. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. It's it's well, hey, but you know, we we make we make it work, and and like I like you're saying, like people people in this community are really, I don't know, me, I I don't know if I was asking uh, the guys down south in Florida about this. I was like, is it something about Star Wars that brings out? You mean the the just the generally good people when it comes to the diehard fans, or is it just because of our common interest? Yeah, it's it's weird like that. It's, yeah. There's a there's a coffee shop in my hometown of Newcastle called uh, Empire Coffee, and it's run by a father and son who are in the five oh first. Oh wow! I only just went in there. It's, it's been here for like a year, and I've just never gotten time. Finally got into it about a month ago. Went there and said hello to them, and uh, they're having a massive day on uh, May the fourth coming up. Yeah. You know, all the five oh first are going to be there and that, but. I went in there and started chatting to him, and as soon as I said, you know, I walked in with a Star Wars T-shirt on, um, and, and straight away they're just, yeah, yeah, I don't know, it's it's that fandom where you're just so happy to speak to someone that's got the same likeness. That they, yeah, you, you might disagree on characters and movies, and but it's collectively it's Star Wars. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, these guys, I've I've given them a um a, a copy of my uh, the DL44 that I drew. Oh yes, Mark's yeah. The mark's going to give away, so they're going to—they're moving—they're moving, they're moving uh, locations, the, the shop, and uh, they're going to they frame that up and put it up on the wall, which oh, would be good. It well, might give fantastic. me a big as well. Well, you, you got to tell them about the Commonwealth. Maybe they'll have that playing in the background. Yeah, people I will. Are... I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> yeah. get them on the, get them into podcasting, yeah, so they Absolutely. can start listening. I might Ab- even do a show, do a video show from the from oh, the coffee yeah. shop. They got amazing stuff in there. That'd be fantastic. And actually, I hear rumors now. Of course, don't. 
I'm people come to podcasts for news, so please don't take this to heart. <laughs> but um, celebration nineteen or two thousand nineteen might be in Anaheim. Okay, so that's a little closer to you. It's a little closer. Yeah, it's it's one <laughs> it's one flight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, maybe maybe we can all save our uh, the railroad pennies and uh, maybe some sell a, like a few pieces of art and you can make your way over and we'll we'll try to get as many of us there as we can. Because when's when's um the, the Disney World part of the Star Wars thing opening up? Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Because my uh, my kids, of course, want to go to Disneyland. Never been oh, there before. Yeah. Well, Disney, I, Disneyland is in California, in Anaheim, and Disney World is in Orlando, where it was just now. So, But I believe that Disneyland in California is opening in 2000. It's a perfect fit. I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But, so I think I've, I may have talked the wife into sort of combining. Yeah, um, just tell her you got a vacation and then you got some stuff to do for four days. Yeah, <laughs> something to do with work, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to <laughs> do some railroad stuff across the ocean. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so this is great. I'm, I'm so glad we were able to squeeze you on. And again, because of the time differences, I, um, this roundtable, uh, as we speak, uh, hopefully through the magic of editing, we'll be hearing from Wesley from the Netherlands. Uh, cool. And we got all, some other guys uh, from the Eastern time zone and, uh, and all over the States and Canada and all over the place. So this is this for now is the best way we can get you on unless we can all combine our vacation time. And we can be yeah. up at all weird hours. So uh, the last bit, I do have a question. You want me to pass around the roundtable when when we get together? Yeah, well, uh, listening to the Tumbling Sober yesterday, I don't know, Katie had a question about uh, a clone uh, a clone specific movie. Yes. And I thought you'd almost stole my question because mine was going to be about the about a novel. See, I've, I've always been a big fan of military fiction. Um, right. I think it's my father was a—he's a Vietnam veteran, so I've always had that sort of uh, affiliation with you know the grunts on the ground and stories of hardship, and that's why I'm a big fan of the uh, the Republic uh, Commando novels that okay. Karen Travis did. So I was wondering—I uh, know for Lucasfilm to do a movie about clones, I don't think that'll happen because there's just too much else to choose from. But I think they could tackle a clone-specific novel uh, or comic. Um, so I was wondering if they could choose a clone or, or a group of clones uh, to talk about. What would the novel? Who would the novel be about? What would it be about? You know, following. I'm thinking following um, Order sixty six. You know, they've yeah. they've, uh, they've done the integration from uh, the Galactic Army into an Imperial Army. Right. Uh, we know. We know. We know. Rex and Wolf and Gregor are out of it. They've they've removed their chips and they're off doing their own thing. But I'm interested what the other guys think about a novel concerning maybe, you know, uh, Bly or Cody, you know, uh, Neo. Neo is the one that's always interests me, the, okay. the guy on the speeder bike. He, he looks very, very dark and brooding, even though you only see him for a few seconds. But, yeah, uh, awesome. who, who would they do a novel about if they could choose a novel? Absolutely. Which client, what would it be? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, well, I won't comment on it because I'll wait for the roundtable, but uh, we'll, pass, uh, we'll pass it back to the, to the roundtable right now. And again, um, awesome question. I'll ask the guys about it. And uh, thanks again, Matt. I really, really appreciate you being able to sneak on our show here. No worries, man. I hope I'll get, it, get to do it again another time. Awesome. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, mate. See ya. All right, there we go. So, see the magic of editing. That was uh, Matt Keegan and myself 
uh, chatting one-on-one, Matt, all the way from Australia. So, guys, the clones, if they had a novel or comic after Order 66, who would you want the story to be about, or what would you want it to be along the lines, like, what, plot-wise or something? So I'll throw it off to Ben first. What do you think? It depends. If I, I kind of had two answers, I guess. Oh. If we do, if we do have to pick someone, like, because novels, I guess, work best when they've got, you know, like a main character a lot of the time. Right. Um, I would want to probably focus on Cody. Okay. Because he, he's the only character. It, <laughs> in, if I'm not mistaken, in like Revenge of the Sith, we don't really see, we don't see Rex. Right. Rex is a Clone Wars entirely character. Yes. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Well, Cody is kind of established to be obi-wan's friend yeah in revenge of the sith or you know like they have a a good relationship but then you know when order 66 goes out cody is like so quick you know he just he follows the order yeah he just tells him to blow obi-wan out of the water and having that kind of relationship and having him do that 180 so quickly i think he'd be a really compelling character to follow in some kind of series but if it's only going to be one person i think that it would almost work better as a comic i don't know how far you could take one person just kind of one person like that but if you wanted to focus on more of an ensemble cast like the the novel twilight company okay um is one of the new novels that i really really enjoyed and if they were to do something like uh the old star wars battlefront 2 the one that came out you know 10 years ago yeah, whenever yeah, like it was the pc style yeah, yeah yeah um well i mean that game was fantastic everybody knows that yes but um their their story mode was the uh I can't remember exactly what it was called, but something like Rise of the Empire, where you start out as clones fighting in the Clone Wars. And it's the you're playing as soldiers in the 501st, you know, Vader's Fist. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you kind of follow those clones as they morph from the Republic. You play through Order 66 on Coruscant, mm-hmm. and then into the Empire, you turn into Stormtroopers. And I would like to see a novel kind of like Twilight Company was, where you've got this ensemble cast of characters... Um, that kind of morph through Order 66 is what I would like to see. I'd like to see a little bit of character and relationship building like with their Jedi commander. And right. then, you know, they've got to kill their commander, which I wouldn't be happy to see, but it kind of has to happen. Yes. And um, and then life under... I'd love to just see it about the 501st, honestly. Like, Vader, like Vader's Clone Legion is the one yes. I would like to see. Yeah, yeah, that, would, yeah. that would be super awesome. Um, uh, James, what do you think? Uh, I have really no uh, Star Wars-based answers, so I'm going to say I'd like to see a comic book called Order 67, and it could be all about uh, Montreal Canadiens Captain Max Pacioretty, his adventures <laughs> in the kick-ass city of Montreal, uh, which has the, the Expo 67 tie-in, too, so it's it's like a, a title with layers, you know? Yes, exactly, and yeah, and Expo 67 was like, a, it's kind of like a World's Fair, and of course, the Montreal Expos came to us, I believe, in 67? That's right. Uh, no, sorry. That's 69. not true. 69. Yes. Sorry. Uh, and see, we got to say 69 in your podcast. So it's just, <laughs> oh. we're hitting all the bases. I'm, hey. I'm raising the bar and raising the bar. Raising. Well, I don't raising <laughs> per se. Yeah. Well, and, see, and this is this is one of those directed questions. Unless you're like heavy into the animated series, it's so hard to wrap your head around. Um, I'm going to throw up to Jay. What do you think, Jay, with uh, the clones? Um, yeah, Ben kind of stole my thunder there. Um, I, the thing I would most like to see is the is the five oh first, and that's because um, not for any clone troopers reasons. I, I'm not really a Clone Wars guy, but 
like most people, like most lovers of the franchise, I just love Vader. And, and I think even from the Clone Troopers side, there must be some kind of residual PTSD there or something, especially if some of them saw him slaughtering younglings. And and just even though they're programmed to do that, the um, just the sheer mass of trying to take on Jedi, I, I think that's a fascinating story. And to get in those troopers' heads, I think, would just be uh, the story that I would most like to see. Um, besides that, I don't think it would be anything that we, anything or anyone that we've met yet in the Clone Wars. Just somebody off on a remote planet. Uh, maybe some were on Alderaan for some reason. Maybe there was a Jedi there. Anything that would give me a chance to see something that I've never seen in the Star Wars universe right. before or read about, I think that would be fascinating. I'm always trying to get more Alderaan. Yes. Well, and you know, we can't get any more because that... <laughs> yes. <laughs> That ship has sailed. Yes. <laughs> Too soon? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with, I'm with, uh, I like Ben's idea of, uh, of Commander Cody. I mean, like, it, they had this relationship they built up in the prequels with Obi-Wan, and then just all of a sudden to flick the switch, and, oh, I'm going to, I can understand when he, because he's programmed, they have the knee-jerk reaction to, like, oh, okay, good, this is what I have to do. I follow orders. I'm going to shoot Obi-Wan, or shoot the near closest Jedi, and and then that I have no problem with him being mind controlled to do that, but it's the afterwards dealing with, oh my god, what did I just do? Like, like no, I'm not like, oh, was I in a trance? What I like, he realizes why he did it, and and how come he did it, but he just dealing with the fact that he just tried to shoot. I mean, his uh, I don't know if they were friends so much, but it, even his, if you know, they served together for so long. They're gonna they're gonna have uh, some sort of bond, you yeah, know. And so. they've probably saved and they've probably saved each other's bacon a number of times over the years. So yeah, it's got to well, be. Of course, yeah. Like you mean like brothers in arms type thing. So yeah, I could see something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't. That would be, again be more of a novel. I can't see that coming off on the comic page. You I mean clones look great in a comic? Don't get me wrong. Like, but I just can't see that heady story being being able to be told on the comic format like it'd have to be definitely a novel but then again with the clone wars animated series six seasons of that plus the prequels plus everything else like i don't think the public would be is really starved for more clones Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm sure we are but then again right now we're on a podcast suited you mean made for people that are fans of podcasts of a Star Wars. So we're like Inception yeah. podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so to us, we'll take it all. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll read 300 pages on why Cody feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Like, yeah. I, 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 actually, don't have any, I don't have any time, but I'll squeeze it in there. To kind of bounce off of that, um, I think it would be really interesting, you know, to incorporate Jay's idea into, well, I guess into our idea. Yes. that we had kind of collectively. Um, Vader, to me, is the most compelling when he is viewed through the eyes of a normal person or from somebody else. Like, right. every time I have seen, like, an everyday soldier describe Darth Vader, it has given me so much more fear than he ever did just on his own on screen. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of a minority opinion because I've talked about it on the Skyhoppers before. Vader didn't really ever scare me. You know, and then I saw the end of Rogue One, and then I was just like, "Oh, dear God!" <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I think, 
I think that would be really interesting, especially, you know, Vader has to kill a couple of his own men a few times or, you know, decides to be really ruthless because these guys are still going to follow his orders unquestionably. But you have that kind of cognitive dissonance where it's like, okay, we're going to follow this guy. But if we're stuck on this planet and he decides to death star it, then that's that's it. He won't feel anything for us. Yeah. And and they see him have he has no problem choking people out whenever he wants to or you mean there's been tons of jokes made about that like yeah um james uh, your your thoughts on vader like uh, obviously we can go on and on and on obviously there's (laughs) six movies and umpteen dozen comics and novels and everything else on vader but do you think just him alone like as where is he like is he like almost like an imperial officer or is he just you think the other people like the other junior ranking officers imperials look at him and like oh my god he's just fear or is he just like an arm of the emperor like think, where do you I think, think they place him yeah no I, I well for me i've always and and unlike uh ben i was terrified of vader when i watched the originals yes <laughs> uh, but then again i was you know six and and nine or whatever so i you know certainly more impressionable and and i had uh, much, much less of a field of comparison. I hadn't really seen anything v- violent or like that uh, right. before. So, yeah, Vader scared, scared the, the heck out of me when I was a kid. Um, and I didn't find him terribly scary at the end of Rogue One. But uh, <laughs> oh yes, we, we, we've, we've been over that on my show before. Yes, we've, we've heard your opinion. <laughs> Why didn't he <laughs> just steal the data disk? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, short movie, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I, we'll move on. But um, but yeah, I think Vader is probably, in, in my opinion anyways, feared by everyone. I think even like the people who, as he was working his way up and through, the people who he had to report to were afraid of him even, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen so too. I always thought, you mean when he was like, oh, uh, I, you know, Tarkin holding his leash from New Hope and everything else. Like he's, it wasn't like he was the big bad or like he was the liaison to the Emperor for everybody else. He always seemed like, yeah, he was up there, but he was kind of like, he was almost like the muscle. But I didn't mm-hmm. put that together until much later because James, much like you, I'm, I mean, I was a, a kid in the 70s and two of the scariest people on the planet were Darth Vader and Gene Simmons. <laughs> now, now I, now I can watch a, a Kiss video and, and chuckle now, and I actually usually do, <laughs> but... <laughs> But that's you know, I mean. But uh, Vader's kind of kind of always held on. Like obviously, I'm a, I'm a grown man. He doesn't scare me. But what they did with him in Rogue One, yes, I understand. He could have forced taken the data disc and roll credits. But the uh, but aside, like just him being terrifying was like, yeah, okay, it works. Still works. Like I can't see Gene Simmons and be terrified anymore. <laughs> you really? Because I, mean? I am. Well, for uh, for other reasons, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, I can definitely see that with with Vader. And again, there's another side tangent. We were talking about clones and Cody's and and brothers in arms, and back talking about Vader. But that's that's Star Wars. That's what we do. I'm quite familiar with tangents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've heard your show. <laughs> It's like, oh, great! Look at it. It's it's a good thing you don't title your you title your show afterwards because if you titled it what you're in your show notes, this is what our main topic is going to be. We're going to talk about blue milk, and then 
it's nothing but Cody and I mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> post war. It would be in the credits. Be yeah. Like, oh uh, yeah, and blue milk. Uh, something about blue milk. That's what we called it. That's. I mean, it's been brought to my attention that uh, th- some people throughout the Commonwealth have been using skyhoppered as a uh, <laughs> as, as a verb as a verb whenever you tangent so this uh this well, episode has already skyhoppered a few times yeah we have i personally love it i love it i do uh, yeah it works too especially with the hop in there it kind of exactly exactly it, it, it fits awesome okay well what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick short break to uh hear from a sponsor and uh we'll uh we'll come back and uh we'll see uh if we can wrap this up and uh get into more a couple more tidbits of conversation so uh we'll be right back and we're back. So, uh, okay, um, we got we got time for uh, a little bit more here. And because we have we have a, a weird situation at the round table, Ben, uh, myself, and Jay, we were all at uh, in Orlando last month, or I guess it's almost last month. It's almost May. It's May tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So earlier tomorrow. this month. And uh, James, you weren't able to uh, to attend, but we're gonna try to we're gonna try to get everybody's opinion. I just a, I know. Most of the the podcasts have been over. Yes, we all know the news from Celebration and everything else, but comparison, being there to being on the outside looking in, we'll toss it off to Jay first. What do you, what do you think about actually being right in it? For Celebration, uh, I had a fantastic time. I, I loved every minute I was there. Um, they, they did make everything um, – the whole thing was about choices, I found – you, you had to choose, you had to plan your day at least the best you could, because uh, you could only do so many things. Yes. They, um, they, they made everything seem uh, really, really exclusive. Uh, when the doors first opened, if I wanted to go see The Last Jedi trailer and to get into that Star Wars show cage at the front, I had to either make a choice of doing that or running and getting my exclusive figures at the Hasbro shop. I, I wouldn't be able to do to be able to do both of those things, really. Yeah. Um, so when we were, uh, for instance, for the last Jedi trailer, uh, when they showed that I was on the very, very outskirts, I was almost in a vendor's booth that was selling toys. I wanted to stand up on his table to get a better, <laughs> a better view of that. Actually, so the sound was. It, I, I would describe it as almost. Um, I, I don't know what it was like for those at home, but uh, I'm sure it was nice and crystal clear on a big screen TV with. Uh, with nice volume, listen to this. I sound like I'm complaining that I was actually there. I'm not. Yeah, no, but, no, we uh, understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I described it as a, a kind of muted energy because you couldn't quite hear the trailer, and I couldn't quite see all of the screen because if you saw the pictures from home, or also if you were there, they had this massive giant Tie Fighter in the front that almost looks like it was there purposely to obstruct your view if you weren't close <laughs> enough to the to the Star Wars show stage. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think I first watched The Last Jedi trailer maybe three or four days after when I uh, when we moved to our other hotel at Disney and I had actually really good Wi-Fi that I could load it up on my phone oh, and, yeah. and hear it. Yeah. Yeah, we we're here actually. Were you uh, now? It's just not to get too. It's going to be boring for the listeners. But um, when you were staring, so you were pretty much behind the Tie Fighter, uh, closer to where they had the food court area. Opposite in- side of the uh, of the food court area, we were. It was almost right in the thick of the vendors. Oh, okay, so you were probably about fifteen feet away from Ben and I because we were pretty much right in front of the vendors, right? Mm-hmm. Just just far enough away like on one side of the tie fighter to actually see the screen but yeah. uh but ben uh, 
celebration? What do you can you make heads or tails of it, or have you? Uh, I've ha- I've had time to process it, and I it was as you know, being as big a Star Wars fan as we are, um, it it was just it was a fantastic experience. Easily one of the best weekends of my life. Um, just because I was surrounded, it was just like I believe you said this at the well, we were in Orlando, uh, Rob, where it was like you could just, um, if for whatever reason someone was not watching the trailer, you know, if you're in the mall and yeah. there's a screen and someone's sitting there playing a trailer, if you tap some stranger, yeah, and tell them to look at the screen, they're probably going to be like, Who are you? What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. But it's like if so, if someone forever for whatever reason is not looking at the screen at celebration, you tap them excitedly on the shoulder, turn around, point at the screen, and they'll be like, Oh my god! Everyone was there for the same reason, and everyone was there. Just the excitement was palpable at all times. Yeah, and it was just it was a great experience. Um, but the trailer, <laughs> talking specifically about the trailer, uh, yeah. Um, as you said, we could see the screen. Yep, hearing things was another thing entirely. Yes. Well, you so. you were uh, well because we we were literally standing side by side watching it, and then so there we are watching this trailer, and then we scurry off to the hallway where we can get close enough to an outside window and get a slight Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I think it was outside the podcast. Ironically, outside the podcast theater they had uh, stage, and oh, we got a signal, and we all huddled around our phones with our headphones on and actually watch the trailer and you can go to YouTube. You can see Ben and I along with uh, Mark and Ash. Uh, and we, you got our immediate, we recorded that literally minutes after all that went down. And it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, it's just, you mean like the trailer reaction was one thing, but the celebration was another James. How did you take in the weekend? Like, I'm, and again, I'm not saying this to, well, you didn't get the little celebration or whatever you mean. Like, no, this. No, no, I'm, no, I, I'm, I'm I totally asking. Get it. I'm asking seriously. Like, if because there was so much information rolling out, and you mean you're much like myself, family guy stuff to do on a weekend. Like, did you just kind of come home at the end of the day Saturday and say, okay, what happened? Or yeah, a little bit. Well, first I'll say uh, you guys have been kind. If uh, off topic quickly, if you guys have. Uh, like a kilo of salt each. I've got some open wounds. Okay. And you guys can just keep uh, <laughs> and just keep at it. Sure. Um, yeah, we got a kilo. Um, What's a kilo? Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's about uh, two, two pounds, 2.2 pounds of salt. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. I'll kind of watch Scarface. Like You'll see. It's a big pile. <laughs> yeah. oh, right. Um, right. No, you know what? Yeah, sort of exactly what you said. Uh, it, there was a lot going on on Twitter, but I sort of left my phone off. And then once the kids were in bed, Friday night, Saturday night, sun, and Sunday night, we recorded the Tumbling Saber. Right. So once the kids were in bed every night, I'd sort of like let it all flood in, you know, everything that happened. And by that time, I also had reaction to go with it. So like mm-hmm. very little of what I got was what you guys got was like fresh and completely raw. I got right. like, here's whatever it was, a, a trailer, a, a clip, a costume, uh, uh, and a whole bunch of reactions to it, you know, comments and, and whatever. So I got it all at once, which was, it was neat. It was a, we got a lot of stuff sort of to take in, and um, as is evidenced by the fact that most podcasts are still on about uh, yes. celebration. <laughs> I think there's a lot of also um, the idea versus the, the reality. Like when it comes to weddings and Sweet 16 parties and whatever it is, like the idea of celebration is very romantic, but the reality of celebration is is a little grittier. Oh yeah, I think you know you guys are sort of uh, uh, attesting to that when you say 
you know, you, you relish a little bit the people who got to watch it from the comfort of their couch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, my opinion. Okay. Uh, as a, obviously anybody listening to this is obviously a Star Wars fan. Yes. If you get a chance, go. Absolutely go. We have other reasons to go. Um, we just like Ben's from Indiana. I'm from 40 minutes west of Toronto. Like, we're not going to bump into each other at the Tim Hortons. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jay might because he Jay, you're you're 40 minutes south of me. We might bump into each other at, at the at Canadian Tire or the Tim Hortons or or, or the or, or an OHL game, right? So, but uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have the queue here, <laughs> James. <laughs> but uh, but Ben, yeah, like so for us, it was very. I, I was mentioning this to Mark. It's very weird because when you're in that environment, you can almost get a little bit too overreactive towards stuff because you're so immersed in Star Wars that you cannot physically step out of it and go, "Okay, that was weird. That was a trailer. That was this news. That was this news." But you just you just let it wash all over you, and then you don't look back. Go okay, maybe I'm overreacting, or maybe I'm. You mean yeah? I didn't get to see that panel. You know what, Rob? It's okay. Like you're at celebration. Relax. Be be cool, and you're way overtired from travel. From uh, I think we ate. We don't have a Chili's up here, Ben. So that's why that <laughs> Chili's became the 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 Star the Commonwealth dining place for. But it was just like. I don't know what's good and I have to eat and that wasn't horrible. So I'm going to eat there. <laughs> oh, there goes our chili sponsorship. But anyway, um, crap. So <laughs> what you said wasn't horrible. That's like yeah. the best review they've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Chili's. We're not horrible. <laughs> Brought you by. Hey, as, as, as a vegetarian, right. Applebee's has nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It's a wasteland. Yes. Well, Chili's has a black bean burger. There you go. There you and go. it's pretty good. So, Whoa, not terrible and pretty good in one review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's not exactly finger-looking good, kind of quotable, <laughs> but anyway, back to my point. We're, we're sitting, we're in celebration, and you're way overtired, and you're with people, and you go through this kind of, and if you're not a super fan of Star Wars, you can't really understand it, especially being there. So Ben and I and Mark and Ash, I mean, we'll probably not all bump into each other in regular life, and where we had this, we just met, and we had this weird experience, unforgettable experience, and then boom, we're gone. It's not like I bump into Ben at the water cooler at work, going, "Oh, that concert was awesome," or that you mean, or you mean we went to Burning Man together and it was freaky, and you mean, <laughs> or whatever we did. You know, it's just oh, I will forever remember Mark and Ben and Ash in in this bubble. Of this mm-hmm. thing that happened, this—it's almost like when you go on vacation with your wife and you you're in Jamaica and you meet this couple that's from wherever, and then oh yeah, well that's a different you, podcast. Yeah, oh yeah, that's no, I'm not talking <laughs> hedonism. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry, James. I remember the bond, the the this vow of secrecy we took with our wives. <laughs> We're not going to mention that. <laughs> So, um, you know, it's it's like uh, that's the best. That's a, anybody that's traveled on vacation and spent even uh, time with people because when you're on a, a vacation abroad or anywhere, or like you're on a yeah, tropical island or Jamaica or something, and you're with these people that are in the same vacation slot as you, so you get to know them. You have this awesome time, and it's uh, you remember every moment, and then boom, you're out of each other's lives. It's really it's strange. It's very. And because you love Star Wars so much, and because you're so tired from the travel and the lines and everything else, it's you're not quite 
ready to deal with it. It took me a while after I got home. I'm like, okay, what happened there? Oh, that was cool. That was a that was a thing. <laughs> if that makes I'm, any sense at all, I know. I'm no, right. it does. I can speak to that entirely. Um, because you could you know after. Rob, you know, after I watched the trailer, Luke is yeah. my favorite character. I was yes. very, very concerned about Luke. Yes. After that were. trailer. Um, but now that I've had a little bit more time to come around, I have done some of my own speculation. I've looked into some other people's theories and thoughts on the trailer, and I'm feeling a lot better about it than yeah. I was. I think there's a lot of good things that are going to come out of this movie, and I'm still a little bit worried. I mean, not for the quality of the movie. I think the movie right. is going to be really good. Um, I just am talking about Luke's personal story arc. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what you were saying. It took me a lot of time to kind of decompress once I got back. And about yes. the weekend after I got home, I was like, okay, maybe this guy isn't falling. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yep. Maybe things will be okay. What was what was weird for me is because you messaged, because we made sure, okay, everybody messaged each other when they get home, when their planes land and you're up, I mean, you're actually on the ground. And you were home and I still had, it was just Sunday morning and we were there for the extra day and you're like, oh, you guys are still there. And it was like, wait, a second, you're back to normal. And I'm still in this <laughs> thing. It's like, what, what, ha- what? Like, <laughs> it's just, it just very bizarre. Yeah. But, um, any advice I would say, I don't know the other, uh, Ben and Jay, I've talked about this with Mark. I mean, I think next time if you just go there, if you can go there and enjoy the floor and get whatever panel you can, if you're that type of person, great. If not, you mean, Try to go there with a plan. You know what I mean? Go there with, okay, I want, my whole thing is to get a Mark Hamill autograph. Everything else is secondary. You know I mean? Or my whole thing is to see the new movies panel. And if I have to stay up all night and wait, that's fine. If I have to lose a day at Celebration, that's fine. But that's my main thing. Don't plan to see it all because you're not. You know I mean, James, you saw everything. You probably knew more about the weekend than we did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you yeah, mean, I, I can, remember listening. I can sort of relate. They- I'd rather I'd rather be at home to watch the Masters than be at the Masters because oh. you can only see one hole. Exactly. That's that's you know oh, perfect. You <laughs> couldn't have said it. I've been searching. Mark was saying, "Oh, it's it's like you're standing in front of a tapestry and you're you're nose to nose with it, and you can feel it and smell it and love it, and but you can't yeah. see the whole thing." That's you know right. Mean? And and um, that tapestry and and the Masters. That's a perfect analogy for it. So anyway, can we talk? Can we talk about the Masters? <laughs> No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we can, but I, I, <laughs> Masters in <I>, Star Wars. <laughs> Masters I, I, I think I can say I think I can say the, the the way I felt about uh celebration uh when it was over is that uh from all the lines I, I had a sore lower back and, and sore knees and I was I was sick of lines yep. and at the same time I could have done four more days. Yes. It, was, it was these conflicting <laughs> yep. feelings. That's exactly how I felt. I'm like, oh, if I never see another line in my life, I'll, I'll be happy. But yeah. I could do four more days of this, apparently. Well, that's just, I was saying that to, to Mark. We would be back at the hotel room and I'd be lying, you know, I'd be FaceTime the family and take a shower and everything else. And I'd be ready to, getting ready because I had about, oh, another half an hour, an hour before everybody was meeting for, for dinner. I'm thinking, what am I doing at the hotel room? There's Star Wars celebration is going on right down the road, like. I'm not gonna have this on Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, get your ass back there. Like, tough it <laughs> out, you wimp. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we've rambled on quite enough. And again, uh, for uh, thanks, guys. Again, this is uh, this has been awesome. Uh, we've uh, we've now can add Ben and James as our uh, co-hosts to the wall of or the table of round. 
<laughs> and Jay, it's been awesome. This is uh, this is what it's all about is to get uh, the the listeners and people like you that are just just as passionate about Star Wars as we are, and come on and talk and actually instead of talking to us through Twitter or Facebook or a message board or something, you can act. We can actually. You can you can ask a question and you get a reply and then you're like no that's not what I meant idiot what I really meant was because <laughs> so, <laughs> so many times I get that a lot like I'll you I mean I've done it before too I send in questions to a show and be like oh well here's your answer like that's not what I asked <laughs> so yeah Kyle anyway um oh I'm gonna <laughs> sorry all right we're piling on. I got I got a moderator. I got that's what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. So I'm gonna I'm gonna whip around the room. Um, Jay, uh, where you got a Twitter handle or something you got going on, or where people can find you if they want to chat more Star Wars or? Yeah, uh, very easily. It's uh, Jay Winkworth twenty three on uh, on Twitter. Yep. When I am not there, you can usually find me on the Star Wars Podcast Alliance Facebook page, okay. uh, chatting it up with friends, and of course on the uh, Talk Star Wars VIP page. Yes, that is a must. Talk Star Wars VIP, it's it's awesome. And uh, Corey and and Kyle have actually jumped on too, and they've been getting into the fold, and it's 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 just a nice hub for people to meet. Uh, ben, what do you got going on? You do a Star Wars thing, don't you? Do I? Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Uh, tangent yeah, cast. I'm a <laughs> tangent cast, indeed. Um, yeah, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Skyhoppers podcast with uh, fellow Talk Star Wars Roundtable alumnus Ash. Is is alumnus the, the is it a is it a gendered alum alum? I don't know. Okay. Okay. I personally prefer the ter- the term Illuminati. Illuminati. Yes, fellow <laughs> fellow Talk Star Wars Roundtable Illuminati Ash, um, and we. Talk about pretty much anything and everything in Star Wars. Um, we are at SW Skyhoppers on Twitter. I'm ferretliciously on Twitter, um, as weird as that might seem. Um, but <laughs> after yeah, after he, listening to you for this last hour, no, I don't think it's weird. I think <laughs> no, it's Blister's like, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me. It actually makes me really happy. I, I hope that's the. I hope that's the vibe people get from yeah. me. But uh, yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere you could. YouTube. Everywhere you could possibly want to find our podcast, it's probably there. Awesome. And uh, James? Um, Star Wars podcasting times two. So we got the Tumbling Saber podcast at tumblingsaber.com and all those places. Right. Uh, iPod, Stitcher, etc. And we, we got the Sith Disturbers one that we do for fun every once in a while, too. And then the boys do uh, Journals of the Willing. So yes, we, we got Steve. the trifecta over at that, at that one website, uh, Tumbling Saber. And anybody who wants to find me can find me at Tommy Bombadil one on the Twitter machine. Awesome. Okay. Well, again, guys, this has been fantastic. Again, I'm I, I appreciate everybody uh, coming on the show. Uh, where they can find me? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, I am uh, Robert MM Cast on the Twitter machine. I do a weekly show uh, called the Roman Potting Cast, and that's not Star Wars, but it's kind of one of those shows you listen to on your commute to work and you try to have a chuckle um also uh, tsw comics i do with mark on uh, the talk stores feed and of course here on the tsw roundtable so uh for all you guys thanks so much for coming i really appreciate it and i'm again i know i say this every episode but i'm truly spoiled to get to come on and play in the talk star sandbox with all of you fine folks and uh, and get my star wars on so anyway for uh, episode five that's it and uh, we'll see you next time 
Later.